Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here with Byron Lambert. This is the Week Nine Waiver Wire edition of the podcast, a trade deadline edition of the podcast. Hopefully, we've put it off long enough here on Tuesday afternoon to have most of the news trickle in, but still a few things we're waiting on. And make sure and keep up with the cheat sheet at RosterWatch.com. If there's any news that breaks uh, between now and the trade deadline at 4 p.m. Eastern on uh, on Tuesday afternoon. With that being said, a whole lot to get to here. Before we do, just a quick reminder, a pro membership at rosterwatch.com is quick and easy to sign up for. It'll help you not only with your season-long leagues and your waivers and your trades and your sit-start decisions. You can ask questions to us in the comments, but it'll also help you with your DFS um, endeavors as we get on in the season and maybe some of your fantasy teams aren't doing quite as well as you would hoped in season long it's a great time to pivot to you know dfs and try and make a little bit of money that way certainly tons of tools to help you with that from the dfs pod to the vegas tool to the hyper dfs professional lineup generator the vegas cheat sheets for DraftKings and FanDuel, and of course dynasty i mean we're getting into the time of the year where it's about the, I mean, the calendar is about to turn over to November, and we all know once Thanksgiving comes around here, that means rookie profiles beginning to go up at rosterwatch.com. I'm already getting pumped about the evaluation and, and uh, draft process. So, uh, no better time to join than right now. If you are already a pro member, or right now you just can't, you know, afford the price of a cheap cup of coffee per month. Please just give us a five-star rating in Apple Podcasts. When you do, we reward those people uh, with free RosterWatch Pro memberships. Not, not, not everyone, but we go through every 100 new uh, reviews that we get, and we uh, pick a few different reviews to give you guys free annual pro memberships at RosterWatch.com. So please, if you enjoy the content, you want to keep it coming with the frequency that it is right now, it makes a big difference to rate and review the pod. With all that said, Byron, what the hell's going on, brother? We got the Cowboys and the Ravens returning from a week eight by Alex, and we have the Bengals, Falcons, Rams, and Saints heading into the bye for week nine. Yep, and just a bunch to get to here on the waiver wire cheat sheet. Let's start out at the running back position. I guess you put Jalen Samuels as one of these guys that we want to have top priority on just because I believe Pittsburgh, does Pittsburgh play on Thursday? I made the matchup tool early this week, so we got Pittsburgh – versus Indy in this matchup. Uh, the number 19 um, matchup for opposing runners on the season is the Indianapolis Colts via the newest matchup tool. It looks like, though, um, you know, Benny Snell and James Conner both banged up. Jalen Samuels could be a big-time ad this week if you need help at the running back position immediately. It's a Sunday game, Alex. Okay. 1 p.m. Eastern. So yeah. what is what, I mean, so what is the, thir- Samuels, what is, what is the Thursday game? Is it Arizona? 
Is the Thursday game Arizona? Arizona and San Francisco on Thursday night. Who am I thinking about that could be in play for that? Zach Zeller, he's on the sheet. Oh, no, but then also on the San Francisco side, didn't Breida get banged up? I hope so because I'm going against him this week, but it sounded like it could have been relatively minor. I mean, Mostert's on the sheet. Okay. So I, I, we could add Wilson at the bottom as well. Uh, for for some so reason, Wilson I was thinking. Wilson been banged yeah. up. Okay, yeah. For for some reason, I was th- – yeah, well, Wilson certainly got banged up. Um, yeah, but so I was thinking about Zinner and, and uh, Mostert for that game. What What is the reporting then on James Conner? My eggs fear feeling a little bit scrambled here. Well, he just he has the shoulder injury that sounds like it's going to be of the minor variety, but it, definitely a touch and go situation so far this week with the information that we had. I mean, people were worried it could have been a broken collarbone or a separated shoulder after the game, and sounds like most of those worries are being alleviated. But unclear whether he's back this week, and you know, from from the standpoint of how you've been, you know, really viewing Madison lately as a high upside handcuff that just needs to be owned. You could make the argument that Jalen Samuels on the quick return, who was already starting to show some standalone value before the, the scope is in that same category. At this point, you've been scared enough. You've been scared straight. If you're a James Conner owner and it's time to just get in on Jalen Samuels, because with his quick return, he's going to get picked up one way or the other. So, it looks like so Connor it's a shoulder, Snell it's a knee. Tomlin said earlier today that Connor suffered an AC joint sprain. Um, and that both of these guys are going to be limited in practice this week, but that he's not worried about those guys, or especially Connor, not worried about Connor. He says Connor can play without practicing. So I mean, it's something to keep in mind, but I do agree, man. It, like, this is the kind of thing where you do get scared straight. And um, I'm guessing is like, it, what does this mean for Benny Snell, though? Like, what, how, was he somebody that you considered getting? Yeah, so he's at 8%. You like Jalen Samuels that much more than Snell to pick up this week simply because Jalen Samuels – is health is, is – we know that he's expected to be back this week, whereas with Benny Snell, we just don't know. I mean, there's a chance Jalen Samuels, a full-blown starter this week with yeah. Connor and Snell potentially could be sidelined. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, I think you have the guy who, you know, you went into the season thinking was the clear handcuff and possible standalone flex to Connor. We started to see that a little bit. Look, I'm a big Snell guy. So it's a muddled when they're all three in there, especially for somebody like Samuels value. Just to say, I mean, in this week, at this juncture in the week, that's potentially a very important pickup. And if you're a Connor owner or if you are competing with the Connor owner to pick up Samuels potentially this week, I mean, you're probably going to have to pay up a little bit. So you need to make a decision whether you're in or you're out on him, but pretty good chance you may have to get aggressive if you want Jalen Samuels this week. I think that you're finally going to have to get aggressive if you want Alexander Madison, right? I mean, we've been saying it every week. I've been begging every week, even to you. And you always say, look, you don't need to talk me into Alexander Madison as the original truther. First of all, how good does it feel to have been so right about him? You were more right than I ever imagined. It feels good, man. It's just the fruits of putting all the work in that we put in. And I just, you know, 
at the time, I just thought it was preposterous where the rest of the injury industry was on him, the things people were saying about Madison. I mean, I know I finally even talked to you and Trash Man to get him up in your top 10 before the draft, but that even felt like pulling teeth. I was surprised it was that hard to even bring you guys along. But, you know, fortunately, I think everybody kind of saw the underlying, uh, at least on our side of the things over at roster watch we saw the underlying upside that existed with the madison and then when you realize that a guy like kubiak is getting bought in you know there's something there and it's just turned out better than we could expect it i mean he's my number four guy to me he very much belonged in the group with montgomery and jacobs and miles sanders he had a mixture of every one of those guys uh in terms of his much of his combine testing profile outside of the 40 all of his agility all of his agility and vertical that basically was tit for tat almost with the miles sanders it was top eight i think among running backs and uh, as far as that was concerned at the combine he ended up improving his 40 at his pro day to match josh jacobs and david montgomery you know he had the three down capability and production and you know ability to shed first contact and the tremendous leverage of a David Montgomery. And then he had the magnificent running back body and build that the Josh Jacobs had. So if it was, if he'd been anywhere other than Boise, he would have been right in the mix with those guys. And so that's why he was slept on. But in terms of his profile and his grade, I mean, he really came in. So it, it I, yeah, I suppose it feels pretty good. I'm mostly happy for roster watch nation that he's a guy we probably own in many of our dynasty leagues and, drafted in many of our season-long leagues i mean i think he's been on the waiver wire cheat sheet every week of the season alex well yeah and he's finally now is the it's finally the week now that you're gonna have to pay up to to get him because if you watch the vikings game i mean dalvin cook didn't even get hurt but still if it would have been for three holding penalties that were just very ticky-tack penalties that weren't the cause for their runs he would have tacked on an extra 40 yards so it would have put him basically at 101 yards on the game, and he had the chance at the end of the game to score a touchdown. I mean, it, it, it's almost like if you're, in a, if you're in a bad pinch, you can start Alexander Madison in your flex and good matchups as it is. And if Dalvin Cook goes down, we have an instant RB1 on our hands. It's a guy who I would want to play over Derrick Henry or uh, it's in some matchups like Le'Veon Bell. I'd like to look and see, like, just – let me just ask you some of these guys, whether in just in a in just neutral matchups, right? Who you would rather have, like Alexander Madison in that offense or um, Mark Ingram? Madison, Alex, uh, Alexander Madison in that offense or Josh Jacobs? Madison. See. I mean, you see what I mean? It's, it's like, like we're, we're doing, like, I think it's the same. Over Leonard Fournette in certain matchups. It's the same, right. I mean, it's higher. It's, it's, you probably want to play him more than Derrick Henry, I think. I think it's only, I think it's only when you get to the Fournettes and the Chubbs and the Dalvins and the Christian McCaffreys and the Zeke Elliotts, right? Those are the, so, I mean, you'd be, we'd be looking at a mid range running back one. He needs to be owned. And we're, I'm, I'm just tired of saying it here on the podcast. Yeah. Like I can't believe that his ownership doesn't go up anymore than it, than it, like, how's he not owned? Like, why do we have to keep putting him on the sheet? It's crazy. To your point, he may very well be a standalone flex at this point. I mean, like kind of like Daryl Henderson has been for the Rams in recent weeks and certainly how some hope that Jalen Samuels, you know, may emerge, you know, at least a bit portion of his value being that standalone flex value. 
All right, which of these other runners do you want to talk about? I mean, you got Mark Walton on here, but it seems like, I don't I mean, what do you think, man? Like, um, I guess Zinner is sort of an interesting idea just for this week in the Thursday night game. Um, Daryl Henderson played a little bit more than I thought he would in a great matchup versus Cincinnati. And then Todd Gurley was seen getting some treatment after that game. Malcolm Brown continues to stay a bit hurt. And then we talked earlier about Raheem Mostert. I'm, so, I'm, I'm interested to see Trey Carson down this low. I, I haven't looked at the – let me look at the snap. Did you look at the snap counts for, the, for the, the, the Detroit game? I haven't looked yet, but if I look right now, let's see. Um, so Ty Johnson played 40% of snaps. J.D. McKissick, 25% of snaps. Trey Carson, 30% of snaps. But Trey Carson, out t- Trey Carson got the number of touches of Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick combined. Yeah, it's just a – weird three-way and you know he was just signed recently came out of nowhere i'm i'm just not sure i'm over the moon for any of those guys i suppose you could bump them up i just view the players above him as more important handcuffs if you're looking for a play though he could get bumped up over all of those handcuffs i mean the buys are getting a little bit thick the next couple weeks so say there's some upward mobility for Trey Carson on the sheet at only 0% owned currently. I mean, nobody owns him. He's available everywhere. So some upward mobility, if you need a flex play over a straight up handcuff, you know, over the, in the short term, I, I did find it interesting that fantasy pros had Rashad Penny as their number one waiver wire pickup of the week in their waiver wire rankings this week. Well, I think that's because I, I think that that probably has to do with the fact that a, he does represent a small bit of standalone value, right? I mean, a small bit. Ah. He, uh, I mean, he could, he could uh, be uh, the Madison uh, uh, sort of a sort of like a hypo- sort of a hypothetical, but it has to do with the trade. The, 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 it has to do with the fact. I guarantee you, those guys at Fantasy Pros, whoever they had put together their rankings, I don't know if it's their staff or they take it from the consensus or whatever, but I guarantee you, what people are they're they're baking in the fact that he could get traded. I mean, there's been the trade talks that were, whenever trade talks get leaked to, you know, Schefter and stuff like that on the weekend before, I think that that's like the team really trying to put the bat signal out. Agreed. I'll tell you the other guy, Alex, that privately is becoming very important here and very quietly is Ryquel Armstead. I'm almost certain Alfred Blue was waived in recent days and he was kind of out of the picture anyway. It's been pretty clear that Armstead is the flat out and pure handcuff to Fournette that we expected him to be when he was drafted there. And that's another player to that's, you know, he doesn't have the standalone value of somebody like a Madison or a Samuels, but he would be a pretty darn good handcuff with three down capability if Fournette went down. And I would just say so many of us are invested in Leonard Fournette that I believe it's probably important for many of our listeners and subscribers to at least have, their eye on Ryquel Armstead if they're a Leonard Fournette owner. Oh, I, I've I've had Ryquel Armstead on my roster since week four. I'm just and I'm and I'm not letting go. Uh, in, in the uh, league that I play in with you, where I own Leonard Fournette, it's just I don't want to um, I don't want to put up with the headache of having to pay out the nose for some for somebody like Ryquel Armstead. Should anything happen to Fournette? Here's my last question about running backs: Why why this why the relatively lofty positioning of Adrian Peterson here on the list? If a guy needs a play this week, it's a bad matchup, but Peterson's been good the last three weeks. So if you're in an absolute bind 
and need a flex this week. I think you can play him this week over a, you know, potentially over a Mark Walton, who we don't think any is good, or Ronald Jones or Zach Zinner, who the hell knows? Those are the guys that are kind of like plays this week if you need them, and then everybody else is a stash or a handcuff that's of relevance below that for the most part. So. Who are you going to play this week? You're going to play Adrian Peterson, Mark Walton, Ronald Jones, Zach Zinner. Maybe you'll play Zinner. I almost put Zinner at the top of the heat, but he's 0% owned there. And um, I think you know, I'd rather it's a play, tough matchup yeah. with the San Francisco 49ers, although Christian McCaffrey had the big plays against that 49ers defense. <laughs> I, I, I had Zinner at the top of that heat, and then when I realized yeah. it was the 49ers, I moved him below Peterson, Walton, and Jones. I, mean, long, you, it, I would say yeah. you have a little license to tweak that if – if you think it's fit as long as you're not the tampa bay buccaneers man christian mccaffrey looks like he's absolutely matchup proof right now and i i'm not sure i put zach zinner in that same category so um yeah uh let's move on from running backs and look at the wide receivers byron is there anything worse than whenever you're trying to shave your your balls and you have to use the same razor or the same trimmer or whatever that you use on your face Oh, I just puckered up thinking about it. <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts. You can, especially if you use an actual razor, you will cut your nuts. Um, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick your cut, nick, cut, snag. It, you know, none of that stuff. Your nuts are going to be safe. So, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You, like I said, man, you, like who uses the same trimmer on their Dirty balls and their grundle in between their their like the back of their ball sack and their exit hole. Like, how are you gonna use the same trimmer on your face that you put there? It's like, look, eighty five percent of women think that grooming or a lack of grooming is a major turnoff. Eighty percent of women think men should manscape below the belt. And 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Like, that comes from the business wire. So, look, here's what we've found from the Manscaped products. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0, which is better than the original Lawnmower. And you might ask how much better. Well, so, all right, so now it trims at 6,000 strokes per minute. That's up from 4,000 strokes per, per minute with the original one. And the battery life has improved from 15 minutes on one charge all the way up to 60 minutes. And it includes a rechargeable battery now. No more double A's. The trimming head's also now replaceable with the lawnmower 2.0. It's now waterproof, guys. I'm telling you, you all you got to do is get that lawnmower, get it down there. It takes a few minutes. They, they give you this, uh, they give you some, like, newspaper-looking stuff to stand on so it's easy to clean up afterwards and then you just kind of get this this ball deodorant this ball toner just kind of get it rubbed around on there you're gonna be feeling silky and smooth before you know it and you're not gonna ever remember what it was like before you started using manscaped alex i couldn't believe it ever since i got my sample kit from manscaped my girlfriend from dallas has been flying out way more often to come see me for a sweaty greek man like me she absolutely loves the ball deodorant and then the ball toner so smooth and shiny and so tight she's able to bounce a half dollar off those hush puppies and also man that you know me alex i got greeks we got a lot of chest here i'm able to use that lawnmower up top too 
All right, so you can get 20% off in free shipping with promo code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering ROSTERWATCH listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH. Again, manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch to get 20% off and free shipping that's manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch here at the top i I see like mccall hardman you really think he's a guy we should go out and make a big push to go to go get uh this week I, i i seem to remember i mean i i've had him in the showdown slate i had him in a couple captain spots and it was a good it was a good night because of that but I mean, he, I think he only caught two balls. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be curious to see how many targets. It, do, do, you, do you know how many targets it was? I have the t- snap counts tool pulled up here. So for the Chiefs, it was Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, only two targets. Two touches for 55 yards and a touchdown. Um, that was on actually pretty few, you know, less than 50% snaps. Three targets the week before on 48% snaps. And then I just want to look at the weeks that Tyreek Hill has been there. Um, and then four targets, 55% of snaps this last week, or, or I mean week six. So it seems like every week since Tyreek Hill's come back, Nicole Hardman's snap counts have been going down as well as his targets. Is there something you see that I'm kind of missing, just kind of buying into that offense low while, before Patrick Mahomes gets back? Well, that's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. You know, what is it, the – rising tide will lift all boats. That's a huge, huge tide that comes in with Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, to me, when you watch the game, you just real, realize that Miko Hardman is absolutely sick and he is exactly what they drafted him for. And to me, I mean, he just looks like he's a pretty big weapon on that offense moving forward. So I want a big, sick playmaking weapon on a Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid offense moving forward, one that's going to kind of be in catch-up mode a little bit to get some of these, you know, they need to get some, they're going to need to get some wins when Mahomes gets back. So to me, I mean, you can argue that he's just going to be a boom-bust big play guy, but if it's in a Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid offense that's going to score a boatload of points, I'm in on it. And to me, Miko Hardman passes the eyeball test. He looks absolutely fantastic. A great fit, a great piece in that offense. I mean, I don't. I'd like to see more. You know, I'd like to see him on the field more. But so far, so good. At thirty-three percent, he just he needs to be owned in basically any competitive format. Yeah, I, I mean, and when you look at him, you also see that he is he possesses a skill set to where they're going to, I mean, Reed, Andy Reid's going to draw things up to get him involved. He's just oh, so fast. Is he ever. Yeah. Are you um, kidding me? Yeah. Me, Cole Hardman's his new toy, dude. That's he's like a, a Ferrari out there. He looks almost as fast as Tyree kill. I, well, he is almost as fast as Tyree kill, but he's, but he's, he's a more well-rounded player than like these D'Anthony Thomas's and these Dexter McClusters. We've, you know he's, what I mean? Yeah, dude, his touchdown was incredible. Yep. His run after catch is just, is sick what about some of these others anthony miller getting back up towards the top of the heap here i mean he's gotten dude the last three weeks he started to get targets but boy does mitchell trubisky suck yeah but the matchup with the eagles is what pushed him up 
the bargain basement. Oh, no, you're just right. You know, the, I think you can buy the into the trends. That's a little piece of it. I'm with you guys. I'm not ever getting overly excited about Trubisky, and I know that bottom could fall out at any point. But you say, okay, the trends are there, and most importantly, they're going against these Eagles. And you know, if you look at Anthony Miller the last few weeks, he just looks like himself. He's making more explosive plays. This last week, some of his routes and every time he touched the ball, even though it was just a few times, he looked really, really terrific. So it could be just a little bit of a late season rise. We've got the upward tick in his, you know, the trends that you want to see for a wide receiver, a waiver wire wide receiver. But primarily if you're in a bind, for a, uh, a wide receiver, a you know, flex two this week, you know, you see that matchup against the Eagles and you say, man, if I can get that guy for cheap on waivers, that's one I got to look at long and hard this week. Another guy that's a lot farther down the list that I sort of see in the, um, I sort of see in a similar way is, um, I know it sounds weird, but Chris Conley, I'm glad you put him here on the list because I, I was noticing earlier when I was looking at some, you know, setting some of my initial lineups for the week and putting in waivers and stuff that Jacksonville's at home this week versus the Houston Texans who have just been so brutal on the back end. And even after they traded for Gary on Conley, man, that guy sucks, right? And now we have J.J. Watt looking like he's going to be out. So what does that mean? Is it, is it going to be like Charles Ominahu? I mean, we like him. But that's kind of, I mean, it's less pressure, less pressure on the quarterback, still bad on the back end. I think that Minshew kind of might get it going at home against the Texans. And D.D. Westbrook looks like he's pretty banged up. Is this game at home or is this some, some kind of London game? Is this a London game? It feels like this is a London game. Jacksonville, Texans, London. I'm just going to type it in. For some reason, is it? November 3rd, yeah, Sunday. It probably is. Houston, Texas. Yeah, Houston, Texas versus Jacksonville. It is in, uh, it's it's at Wembley Stadium. So we'll just have to see what happens with D.D. Westbrook because he continues to be banged up. But I know that Marquise Lee got hurt. And do you remember at the very beginning of this game, Byron, we saw Keelan Cole reemerge last week and come in with a score an early touchdown. So they're low on wide receivers. And it's a good matchup. I think Conley, with as athletic as he is, he could be a kind of like a 14-team sort of play this week that I might maybe want to get moved up the rankings up to, into this kind of maybe to the, the at least the Demarius Thomas sort of area. What do you what do you think about that? I think there's some upward mobility there if it looks like those other Jaguars receivers are going to be injured. Conley, I, Conley was a guy I liked through the first few weeks of the season as a waiver wire guy, and then he just seemed to fall down the pecking order, especially while Minshew was just kind of finding his way early in the season as a rookie. But, you know, he's he's putting enough production out there now that he's making the guys relevant again. And the other guy here, maybe we pay attention to a little bit, Alex, is two concussions now for Brandon Cooks. They're heading into the bye, but... I'm not picking up Josh Reynolds heading into a buy. Is that what you're talking well, he's about? He's way at the bottom of the list. I just yeah. think he's a guy we need to pay attention to. If we find out that Cooks is going to miss in some time, I don't know. I mean, some how long do guys miss when they have two concussions in a row? Sometimes they don't miss any time, but sometimes they're out for a little bit. If so, Josh Reynolds, you know, viable. We're talking deep guys here. You mentioned Keelan Cole had him kind of down at the bottom of the sheet too, just in case you're in a 
deep in competitive situation. Maybe time to remember that Nikhil Harry is getting close to returning for the Patriots. You know, that's one that's kind of difficult for me to get super excited about. And I loved Nikhil Harry pre-draft as a prospect and saw him out of Patriots camp. There's a lot to like and just not sure it's all going to come together for him in year one, but certainly has to be on the radar at this point. If I would have told you at any point prior to the NFL season that the Patriots and the 49ers would be the two remaining undefeated teams through six weeks, you'd call me crazy, right? Maybe you wouldn't because you saw it coming. But look, the Pats are 6-0 and they don't even have Gronkowski. What exactly will it take to stop them? It continues to be an exciting season. And I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch this season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you too can get in on the action. Support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie. Between football season, the MLB playoffs, and the start of the NBA and the NHL seasons, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action. There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. And if, you, if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, you could just pick a couple of the big favorites this week, and parlays are perfect. They let you bet multiple games together, and in turn, you get a much bigger payout when they hit. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with MyBookie. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. You just have to use our promo code ROSTER, R-O-S-T-E-R, to activate that offer. That's promo code ROSTER to double your cash. Deposit the money, double it. Just use promo code Roster, get double your money. Start getting in on the action today by visiting mybookie.ag. That is mybookie.ag, promo code Roster. You play, you win, you get paid. There are two guys that need to come up substantially, and it's just, I only need to talk to you about how high they come up. One of them is Auden Tate. I know that AJ Green's expected back soon. I know that Andy Dalton is been benched now at this point for Ryan Finley. I'm not sure that that hurts Auden Tate that much. Auden Tate, who played 98% of snaps this week, got 13 targets. Um, the week before, Auden Tate played 90% of snaps and got six targets. The week before, he played 90% of snaps and got 12 targets. So he's gotten 12, 13, that's 25 plus 6, 31. He's gotten 10.33 targets per game over the last three and averaging over 90% of snaps. I think that it's Alex Erickson that turns to dust whenever A.J. Green comes back with Auden Tate operating on the outside opposite A.J. Green. That, I mean, uh, what's not to kind of, what's, I mean, at this point, what's not to kind of like about Auden Tate over really a whole lot of these guys? Well, I've owned Auden Tate recently, and this is a player that we've been way out in front of. I'd say the issue is that the Bengals are heading into a bye this week. The other issue is coming out of the bye, they are benching Andy Dalton. We have had Alex Erickson emerge to really murk in the waters and actually outperform Auden Tate in at least one of the last two games. And then, of course, if we don't find out that A.J. Green is traded – you know, uh, here promptly, then as soon as he come back, he comes back, it's even more of a muddled situation and has devolved a bit. So in recent weeks, Auden Tate and statistically has profiled as a really nice waiver wire wide receiver. And if you want to move him up, I can see that. I just think it's a little bit of a difficult move to be super interested in when they're heading into a buy 
they're making a quarterback change to an unproven guy and we might have AJ green coming back and Alex Erickson's been producing pretty well on the side, by the way, lately too. But I mean, thir- 10, 10 targets a game over the last three. I just, I get it. I mean, I like Auden Tate. It's just like how, how, how much of a priority is he going in the, into the bye with Dalton getting benched and some scrub quarterback coming in and AJ green possibly coming back. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you can pick him up, I and mean, we're going to stick him up and stashing Auden Tate with those things going. He's a stash for a week, so I don't know. Do you want to stash a guy with all those things going on right now? Maybe so. I mean, again, I've owned him recently. He's been on the waiver sheet every week, so and he's been much higher than this in recent weeks. So, if you think he's worth stashing, uh, you know, up with like the Antonio Browns of the world or some of these guys, then I think send him up. What about Alan Lazard? I mean, I hate to even ask about this asshole. We, I mean, we, we've never liked him. Is, is there even anything to see here? I mean, he did have the most targets out of those wide receivers this last week, even though Aaron Jones technically was like a wide receiver himself. Um, and then, you know, he's, I mean, he's five targets in week eight, four targets in week seven, and then um, – Week six, of course, the five targets and the touchdown and that kind of breakout game. So, I mean, probably just a five-target guy. And then Devontae Adams is coming back. It probably is um, – I mean, I don't know, man. I Like, it doesn't seem like he – it doesn't seem like um, Geronimo Allison is even as involved as anybody really thought. Not that we've ever loved Geronimo Allison, but could Alan Lazard sort of step up and – into that wide receiver core to make himself maybe like the third Aaron Rodgers is say like third option once Devontae's back. Well, that's an interesting angle to take. And if that turns out to be true because there's just plenty to go around in green Bay, then he would deserve a bump. I mean, I, I think I was always a little bit higher on Alan Lazard as a prospect than you were. I know you hated him because of kind of the analytics and market share and a lot of that. And then of course we saw him at the senior bowl. I thought he had, he a wasn't good. Bowl. I didn't think he had a good one. I but, thought he had uh, a decent uh, senior bowl and showed an NFL style body and the ability to win at the point of the catch that week. You know, he didn't blow my doors off with his athleticism, but we've seen that man. That's what he's been winning with, with the Packers. So I had him a little bit lower just because I think traditional thinking is that when Devonte Adams comes back, he's going to take a step back here. But if you can flip the thing on the head and say, it's going to be Allison who takes the hit and MVS is just the deep threat. And then all of a sudden in a high flying, you know, high scoring Aaron Rodgers offense, we have Alan Lazard as the, you know, number two guy on the outside. Yeah. I mean, I think all of a sudden he, he goes up the sheet. Uh, a little bit for sure. All right. I, I, I bumped Auden Tate and Alan Lazard up a little bit. You can go to rosterwatch.com and see the exact slotting and what we would recommend for uh, your free agent acquisition budget allocation on these players. As far as tight ends, uh, anything that you particularly want to hit on here? Darren Fell's just been a fantasy scoring <laughs> machine for the Houston oh, Texans. Man. and Congrats That's just the bottom line. The bottom line is he's been going bananas as tough it is, as it is to every week to seems like it's going to be tough to decide between him and Jordan Akins for whatever reason, Darren Fells has been getting big fantasy action, Alex. Yeah. Uh, I, and then, you know, John U. Smith is somebody we have to consider too. Uh, we talked about Dallas Goddard and our guy, JJ Zacharyson on 
Twitter has talked about how he's just the guy you should be picking up and streaming every week anyway. Just because, for one, he's as good as all these shitty tight ends you're going to stream regardless. And for two, if Zach Ertz goes down or is, I mean, I guess we we always say or is traded. I guess we'll find out today if that's the case. I, I don't necessarily think that, um, I don't think that, uh, that would take a really big trade. I, I, I think it would it, it would blow everybody's hairs back a little. But if if Ertz were to get hurt, Goddard would be, you know, clearly uh, in top five weekly consideration at the tight end position. So um, I think that that's an interesting one as well. I'm kind of interested to see that Jared Cook is only owned in 49% of leagues, but he just he really has not been that good this season. But with Drew Brees back, if you're in complete tight end purgatory, it doesn't really feel that bad to bring somebody on who's going to be tethered to Drew Brees, just remember that they do have a bye week this week. Um, what about quarterback? Carr and Carr has a great matchup this week against the Lions, man. Minshew, I mean, should be owned. He's just been good. He's Minshew, we had him ranked as like our number nine quarterback or something on the week last week, right? I mean, he needs to be owned, right? I mean, he is owned in most – he's being owned and played in most 12 and 14, 16-team leagues right now. Well, when you week. say when you Somebody's say most, playing Gardner Minishu most of the time right now. It's on, and he's it's turning only out 50, to be pretty good. It's only 55% of leagues, right? So, I mean, it's not most. Um, all right. Everybody I know is in a league where Gardner Minshew is being played or played against them or they're having to play them. So – that's kind of in my inner circle, and most of those leagues are 12 or 14 or 16. So maybe not all leagues, but uh, quite a few. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he, he clearly is just on the borderline of even being able to make the waiver wire cheat sheet. He's at the, at the very limit for even making the sheet. Streaming defenses, if you can get the Panthers this week, I mean, only in 48% of leagues, they're going to be at home versus the Tennessee Titans and – not Marcus Mariota, but Ryan Tannehill, who everybody's back in love with all of a sudden after everything that we've known about this idiot tells us that he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the National Football League. That guy is coming into Carolina when those dudes are angry after getting slapped around by the San Francisco 49ers. We have Halloween coming up. It's the perfect time for Ryan Tannehill to turn back into a pumpkin. <laughs>